So for over 20 years, we have had a program driven by our members where we go out and talk to middle school and high school kids about careers in construction, a variety of different careers. Accounting is even included in that. From Ray and Associates Studio, this is Unsuitable, a management and financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit and tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. Your business is part of a larger economic ecosystem, and as such, you undoubtedly share several key commonalities with others in your industry, specialization, and even geography. Because of these shared traits, whether you know it or not, Help, insight, and professional expertise is never really hard to find as long as you know where to look. There are more than 90,000 trade and professional associations in the United States, and each one is committed to helping like-minded companies and professionals grow their professional network, learn valuable skills, and drive sustainable growth. As the Executive Director of the Builders Exchange of Central Ohio, Mary Tebow has seen the value of trade associations firsthand. Today, she joins us to talk about what her organization is doing while diving into the overall value professional associations can bring to the table. Welcome, Mary. Thank you, Doug. Thanks good, for having me. Good to see you again, as always. Good to see you as well. Yeah. So so you've had a long and varied career with, with a number of trade associations in the uh, primarily in the construction segment. So talk to me a little bit about what what you've learned over the years in in terms of your your roles in those organizations. Mm, Yeah. So I've been in construction association management for over 20 years. Wow. Which essentially just means I'm old. Was that ever a career that I, I thought I would get into? No. You know, association management is not something that you think of. But what drove me to it was learning about an industry, construction, and being able to help the contractors be better contractors. And so that's really what we do. And that's driven me for the last 20 years. Right. I, I think that's fantastic. And one of the things that I, I personally admire about your organization, the Builders Exchange, is that you have such a varied approach in terms of providing that help. And so many organizations that I'm aware of, it's it's only one facet of their business. And I've I've always been very much an admirer of how the BX goes about all facets of, of a client's business. So talk to me a little bit about that in terms of what you do across the spectrum to help yeah. companies. Yeah. So thanks. We 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 exist to help members who are construction companies. Um, commercial construction companies to meet, learn, and grow. So we want our members to be the best of the best. And so through that, we offer a variety of programs, networking options, educational opportunities. We are not, my staff are not experts in construction in Mm -hmm. and of themselves, but our job is to be intuitive enough and listen to them and be cognizant enough of what's going on in the industry to be able to bring things to them here in Central Ohio that they may not have access to themselves, whether that's a great training session, some new type of education or certification, um, an awards program, something sure. like that to to make our industry more attractive. And beyond that, it's, it's also uh, networking and learning from mm-hmm. your peers as well. I try to tell our business owner clients that we have, 
you know, get together with your peers. It's not that you have to share trade mm-hmm. secrets per se, mm-hmm. but just you'll pick up things, right, mm-hmm. and, and learn. It, one of the things that's unique about the Builders Exchange is that we we are not actively engaged in government affairs, mm-hmm. lobbying and le- legislation. So we represent all aspects of the commercial construction industry, whether they are general contractors, subcontractors, specialty contractors, um, associate members like accounting um, law firms, anyone who does work or or somehow works in the construction industry. You know there are different trade associations that represent the general contractors or that represent union or represent non-union companies. But we, we, represent the broad breadth and scope of of all the companies. Yeah. So that's something unique about us when we approach a program, whatever it is that we're able to to help everyone in in their different facets. So when when those different members come to our meetings and come to our classes, that kind of thing, one of our goals is for them to share best practices and get right. to know each other. Yep. You know, construction is a competitive business. Especially in public construction, you're you're bidding against other companies. Sure. And but if you know the owner of the company, the guy you know submitting the bid across the room, it's 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 a little bit different, you know. Yeah. Um, just knowing what they bring to the table and that hey, they're trying to make a living too. Right. And and you've had a conversation and a relationship before. Well, and I think that's again the the power of a a great organization, uh, trade organization like yours, is that you you remove that thinking that it's a zero-sum game. We have so many uh, businesses out there that think, well, I win and you lose. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, again, your your MO is it doesn't have to be that way. We can all sort of help each other. Is that is that part of the kind yeah, of the thinking? Yeah, that, that's correct. And uh, uh, several of our leadership programs, we actually kick one off. It's a year-long program, our executive leadership program. And and they are 24 executives um, all in the room. Many are competitors. And when we kick off the session uh, for the year, we tell them this this is a safe space. We're going to be talking about situations that involve hiring, firing, succession plans, sure. many scopes of your business. And we want you to be able to share and talk to the expert, the, the speaker that we have um, that day uh, and learn from each other in this safe space. And oftentimes that then leads to conversations um, between companies, you know, offline or, you know, them becoming mentors and and, um, friends later on. So that's something that's great to see. Yeah. One of the the things that I take pride in personally is is collaboration and and introducing a contractor to another contractor that I think might get along or might have mutual interest or might might be able to assist each other right. in some way and then having those two or those two couple of companies hit it off and you know create partnerships together mm-hmm. and share workloads and share practices and or staff things like that that's exciting to me yeah no i i wholeheartedly agree i think you know we always talk about being a a trusted advisor, and you hear that from not only the the, the accounting firm uh, like Ray, but you hear that say from the attorney or or the bank. And I always tell people, don't forget about your your industry, your your association, because that is also part of your you know, essentially your peer group and your your advisory group. Right, right. And, and that is a huge piece of it, especially with all the the resources available. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. 
is is there any one area you know you talked about you provide obviously education uh, in the industry there's there's networking there's um, you know growth through different type of programs what what's one area that that you see more than any other where folks need need assistance if, if you, is there anything you can pinpoint or it, overall it, it's training and education okay um, you know right now currently workforce development is is huge mm, and sure. every industry is is wanting more workers wanting a a you know more more people in the industry yeah. and um you know we're fighting for people but another way to look at that and we're kind of changing the conversation is okay there's only a, a finite number of people of individuals and you know there's so much stealing back and forth that we can do between construction right. companies so what can we do to better automate processes, whether mm. it's a craft or a trade in the field, whether it's a system in the office that we can streamline, that we don't need as, as many estimators or as many project managers? What can we do to, to need fewer people mm. and, and change the workforce development that way? Okay. But education is always an overriding, something that, that contractors need and want even during downturns, okay. even even during you know the low years, sure. Of course, a company has less time and or money to to send someone to a class and and to invest in employees, but but the need the need is still there. And and one of the other things that I see that I admire with your organization is that that ability to provide education from top to bottom throughout a, a an organization. In other words, you can do everything from the executive level on down to brand new employees, right? And and their various programs depending right. on what their needs are. So we've got several different leadership programs. Uh, year, 10, 10, 15 years ago, um, we surveyed our membership 700 and some companies in the, the central Ohio area. And um, they wanted in-depth, more than just showing up for a class right. for a couple of hours, but in-depth leadership training. So over the course of those years, we've de we've developed three. One is for executive leaders. So th that's for the top level folks in the company who are running a company, getting ready to run a company, maybe a vice president, but someone very high up in the company making executive level decisions. Sure. So that's one of the series. Another one is for rising leaders. And okay. so we partnered with Ohio State's Fisher College of Business and we are in the 13th year. So companies will identify a young person in their company who's a rising leader, a high potential person. Sure. They attend a year-long program taught by Fisher faculty, MBA level faculty, faculty on a variety of issues. And they learn how to manage from the middle, which is really where these young rising leaders are, um, and how to kind of go up that ladder and how to mm -hmm. improve themselves, how to look at themselves as a brand. Right. You know, brand you is how we kick kick sure. it off with the Absolutely. first session. And, you know, we look at great brands like Disney or Starbucks right. and what makes them a great brand. So then what does someone think of when they think of you and your right. own brand? So that's for the rising leaders, but we have the field leadership program as well. So that's a six month program for individuals who are leading a crew in the field. So a lot gotcha. of superintendents, a lot of superintendents, project leaders, and oftentimes someone who becomes a project superintendent 
out in the field is someone who is great at their craft. Mm -hmm. So they're a very good electrician or they're a great carpenter. Or they're, you know, a good terrazzo layer. Yeah. But, and, and so they get promoted. Okay, you run these 10 right. guys on this project and coordinate with all the other trades to get this project done. But they're not given the leadership skills to be able to lead a team. They they know how to do the work, but gotcha. they don't know how to. So that that is actually one of the most enjoyable series for me to sit through because you see light bulbs go off in these guys' heads. They're like, oh, they they take the disc profile, which is your communication style. It's a right. kind of like Myers Briggs, oh, but yeah. specifically for communication. And we talk at length about that and they start to think about Oh, that's why I can't stand that one guy in my crew. Or I tell him a million times, this is what needs to be done, but it doesn't get done yeah. because he's communicating from this style. I'm his opposite. So maybe if I change how I word things a little bit or, you know, how I can improve my communication. Sure. So that field leadership series is our newest okay. series, but one that I just love oh, because yeah. I I see the biggest change from start to finish with the individuals that complete that class. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So you feel like you're really adding, right. adding value for right. those people. Right, And ultimately, hopefully their projects are going better. Yeah, absolutely. You know, projects getting built. And beyond that, you can do, you know, you have individual uh, class topics and, and sessions such as pertinent HR issues, things like that, that maybe aren't directly uh, involved with, with doing the job per se, but still as an owner of a business, you need to be aware of these things, right? Right, right. So those are the three series leadership programs that, that covered the different levels. But yes, we have lots of one-off, you know, one night, one afternoon right. classes on a variety of topics. Things like how to read construction blueprint drawings, how to perform proper rigging and sig signaling um, mm -hmm. It, you know, when you're running a crane, how to do estimating, how yeah. to do surveying. But then we will have HR classes, legal classes, accounting sure. classes. Um, oftentimes, one of the things that we have, we have very large companies. And then we have small companies, right. mom and pop companies. And oftentimes in the smaller companies, you have individuals wearing multiple hats. Sure. So you don't have an HR department per se, but you have someone who handles HR and safety and payroll and, right. you know, maybe something else. <laughs> yeah. So we have, we'll have classes on specific topics, maybe a law case that came out and how right. it's going to impact your business in the construction industry. Yeah. And sometimes these companies may not have a, a counsel, an attorney to turn to one-on-one, yeah. -on -one, but attending a class and understanding this um, is something more affordable for them and they're getting the information. And at least they yeah. can sort of understand where my risks might be or things that I right. need to think about, right? Right. As I try to grow my business. That's that's kind of the nurturing part that, that you talked about in terms right. of right. growth. So. I think that's phenomenal. What uh, obviously the the construction segment right now is is you know very robust. You talked about the challenge with with people, but you and I both lived through the the downturn that we saw you know ten years ago or so. So, what what did you see and and learn through that period, perhaps that that you could offer as as maybe sage advice now mm. for for folks. Yeah, 10 years ago was definitely a tough time in, in, in the construction industry. And that right. was a period where we lost a number of workers, some who were close to retirement, 
retired early. Um, some went to other careers. And meanwhile, we have a lag of, of new individuals, mm-hmm. you know, young up-and-comers coming into the industry. So uh, as far as sage advice, it, it's going to happen again. Uh, yeah. Nobody knows when it's going to happen again, but then it's going to swing up again. I mean, it, it, it's the economy, economy. It's cyclical. So right. it, it's going to happen. So just weather, weather the storm. Right. You know, you always see a lot of changes in the industry that occur from an economic downturn. Mm-hmm. And some of that is automation in a different way to approach and and do things. So you saw a little bit of that during the last downturn. Yeah. In essence, you know, be prepared. And what, one of the things that the Builders Exchange and like organizations can do is help those companies in the industry be prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the thing. If you If you could outline for folks i mean because we we run into people that think well you know i don't have time for that so you know time commitment in terms of being involved in a, a trade organization what what are your thoughts there i mean to to get the most out of it how much time and energy should should somebody devote to it you know that's interesting doug we because that's a double-edged sword. I mean, you know, you get out of something what you put into it. Mm-hmm. However, you know, time is finite and individuals only have so much time. So we always encourage a company to get as involved as they can or to share information with different departments, something mm-hmm. that may benefit a different department within a construction company. Keep your eye on the pulse of of what is important to you as far as education and classes, but I would recommend hitting the big networking events. Yeah. We have several Hallmark networking events each year, one being our annual meeting, which coming is up. coming up in yeah. November attended by between seven and 800 construction professionals. So everybody, anybody who's everybody that yeah. is there down at the Con- Greater Columbus Convention Center. So just putting in your time in there and, right. and running into people that, oh, you might've been trying to get a hold of on the phone or wanting to meet possibly for the yep. first time. That's definitely the place to meet and, and see. So if someone's time is limited, I would say maximize, pick those types of events to get your biggest bang for the buck. Sure. I think it's, you know, I always tell people since I'm a, obviously a finance and accounting person, it's, it's a great return on investment. And, and when you think about it, you're going to get such a phenomenal return by just putting in, in the time and, and sharing information and learning from the, the other people that are mm-hmm. a part of the organization. Mm-hmm. And it makes you feel like you're supporting your your industry as well. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately that's that's what, what we all want, right? Well, and one, as far as like giving back and then getting things from it, my board members, when, when they roll off the board, one of the things that they'll say is, I feel like I got much more from this than I gave. Yeah. Just with meeting their peers across the table, you know, people that are running companies, but coming together once a month to make decisions on behalf of the organization. But one of our, our hidden programs, which, where I, I think you get the same benefit, is our outreach program. Okay. So for over 20 years, we have had a program um, driven by our members where we go out and talk to middle school and high school kids about careers in construction. That's great. A variety of different careers. Accounting is even included sure. in that yeah. um, because accountants are important in Absolutely. construction. <laughs> so we have <laughs> about 100 members who have been trained to go out and just 
talk That's about awesome. their career. Yeah. And we send a notice out to the middle school and high schools. They know us now. We've been yeah. around doing this for quite a while. Um, and they'll book a day or half day. And then we will send um, a notice out to them, you know, who wants to speak at sure. this school or that school. And we provide a short video, seven minutes, a matching game where they match all the different careers that t- are involved in construction. Um, and then we give out prizes because they always like something to take Absolutely. away. Backpacks and pens <laughs> and, and things like that. Something with our website to encourage them to check it out. That's fantastic. And one of my favorite things, so we also have a foundation right? where we give out scholarships mm-hmm. to students pursuing construction-related degrees, two-year yeah. or four-year. Last year, we gave out over 110000 One of the students who applied, and I'm reading his application, he said, I remember a couple years ago in high school, some guy came in and talked about construction, and it was the outreach program. Wow. And I thought, this is what I want to do for a living. Yeah. I thought, oh, this that is, is awesome. great. You know, because the, the, the hard part for us in the outreach program is we can't measure how many people, students we talk to, how many end up in the trades because we don't have access to that data right. and can't follow the students, they're minors. But but hearing that in a scholarship and that he was a construction oh. science management major at Ohio State, that's that he's fantastic. pursuing what he wants to do. Yeah. So. That's great. So it, it is making a difference. Yeah. I and, think, and that's a way for someone to share their career path with young kids and get questions that are always interesting. You know, yeah. if you've ever heard kids questions and it oh, kind yeah. of is a reminder to our member who is volunteering, oh, this is why I got into this. Right. And oh, this is fun. And hopefully I can encourage some other people to get into it too. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm, I want, we want to encourage business owners out there to think beyond, you know, again, your normal trusted advisors, such as your your accountant and banker and attorney and surety provider and all that, and include your trade organization in that because you you really are helping grow not only their business but the industry as a whole. So, absolutely, so, uh, that's fantastic. So, one one personal question I got to ask you: Have you been back to to Philadelphia at all recently? I we have. both have some Philadelphia connections. So. Yeah, we went back. Actually, I went back in July for okay. the Rolling Stones concert. Nice. <laughs> the rescheduled Rolling Stones concert, <laughs> if you remember. Yeah. Good show. <laughs> it was a great show. Good. It started raining, and they changed it and broke into what is it? Born in a crossfire hurricane. Um, Jump a jack flash. Oh, uh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. They broke into that song Very so good. just as the rain came down. So yes, Perfect. it was it was good outdoors at the Eagle Stadium. There you yeah. go. Did you hit up monks <laughs> when you were there or no? I did not hit up monks. Uh, okay. No. Next Didn't time. Didn't have time. That was a, a rescheduled trip that was a quick in and out for yeah. me. Next time. Next time. Well, <laughs> Next thanks. Time. Thanks for joining us, Mary. Um really Thank appreciate you. it. If you want more business tips and insight or to hear previous episodes of Unsuitable, visit our podcast page at www.raycpa.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening to this week's show. You can subscribe to Unsuitable on iTunes or wherever you like to get your podcasts, including YouTube. And while you're there, leave us a review. I'm Doug Hauser. Join us next week for another Unsuitable interview from an industry professional. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. 